The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. John the Baptist appeared, preaching in the desert of Judea, and saying, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. It was of him that the prophet Isaiah had spoken when he said, A voice of one crying out in the desert, Prepare the way of the Lord, make straight his paths. John wore clothing made of camel's hair and had a leather belt around his waist. His food was locusts and wild honey. At that time, Jerusalem, all Judea, and the whole region around the Jordan were going out to him and were being baptized by him in the Jordan River as they acknowledged their sins. When he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees coming to his baptism, he said to them, You brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the coming wrath? Produce good fruit as evidence of your repentance. And do not presume to say to yourselves, We have Abraham as our father. For I tell you, God can raise up children to Abraham from these stones. Even now the axe lies at the root of the trees. Therefore, every tree that does not bear good fruit will be cut down and thrown into the fire. I am baptizing you with water for repentance. But the one who is coming after me is mightier than I. I am not worthy to carry his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fan is in his hand. He will clear his threshing floor and gather his wheat into his barn. But the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. The Gospel of the Lord. Brothers and sisters, Today we celebrate the second Sunday of Advent, and um, I don't know, with every Sunday of Advent, I have this temptation to just think, oh, I gotta do my shopping. Last week I said the same thing when I said my homily. I was like, oh, I gotta do my, I still have to do my shopping. And the busyness of the season can be sometimes, for a lot of us, including us priests, Um, It can be a distraction from what the Advent season is calling us to. And during this season, it's this time of preparation and preparing for the Lord's coming. Making space in our hearts for the Lord's coming. 
And in the modern world, it it's, can be difficult to make space in our lives because we have so many things to fill up our lives and so many different distractions and things that we have to do and run from one thing to the next thing to the next thing. But what our Lord's calling us to is to do a kind of spiritual house cleaning and to examine our hearts and to ask ourselves, what is in the way of our Lord's coming? Like, what's taking up space in my heart? What's taking up space in my heart? And we focus in these first weeks of Advent on the person of John the Baptist, and John the Baptist's role was to create space for our Lord's coming. And the gospel that he preached in the wilderness was a gospel of repentance. And lots of people were coming to him who needed repentance, and, and as they were baptized, they confessed their sins. And I imagine this group of sort of like really big sinners, like big notorious sinners going and confessing their sins. But then there's also today the Pharisees and the Sadducees who also are going to John the Baptist and being baptized. And they're going and seeking his baptism. And he gives them this warning He says, do not presume to say to yourselves, we have Abraham as our father. In other words, don't presume that you have no need of repentance. Like, don't presume that you're already there. Don't presume that you've already arrived because you're a Pharisee or a Sadducee, because you're a leader in your church, because you're somebody who's already really involved because you're somebody who already volunteered. Don't presume that you have no need of repentance. Because in the midst of our own busyness, we can fall into that temptation to presume that we have no need of repentance, that there's nothing left in our heart that needs to be converted, that we've sort of arrived. And when we presume that we've already arrived, then the Advent season becomes nothing more than just getting ready to welcome a bunch of people at Christmas. Instead of that time of kind of spiritual house cleaning. And so what's left in our heart that needs to be transformed. I remember last year at Advent, my prayer was basically, Jesus, if I give you my whole heart, are you really going to take care of it? Like, if I really go all in, are you really going to take care of me? Sort of like, uh, okay, I'm like 90% all in, and then there's this 10% that's still reluctant. And that's the 10% that our Lord wants to transform. 
And sometimes we have 10% that needs to be transformed, and then the next day we have 75% that needs to be transformed. But there's always something that, that our Lord's working on. In the prophet Isaiah, from the first reading, Isaiah is talking about the coming of the Messiah. And he talks about the spirit that will rest upon him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, counsel and strength, knowledge and the fear of the Lord. And Isaiah says his delight will be the fear of the Lord. His delight will be the fear of the Lord. And the fear of the Lord is also translated as wonder and awe in the presence of the Lord. This sense that when I come into the Lord's presence, I'm sort of frozen by his majesty or I'm frozen by his glory. I'm caught up in this sense of wonder that renders me speechless. When I realize his love for me is so great, I don't even know what to say. And all I want to do is stay there. You know, that's this gift of the Holy Spirit that is bestowed on us in our confirmation. But it always stands in front of us or lies ahead of us as a goal that we're going towards. To be so completely surrendered to him that he renders us speechless. That's the attitude that John the Baptist has about Jesus when he says, the one coming after me is mightier than I and I'm not even worthy to carry his sandals. I've baptized you with water. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. As John the Baptist encounters the person of Jesus, he experiences that kind of fear of the Lord that renders him speechless. And so this Advent season is also a time of stirring up that spirit in our own hearts and in our own lives. And and really reflecting on all of the things that our Lord has done in order to bring us to this place. All the people that our Lord has placed in our lives in order to bring us to this place. The ways in which his love is made manifest to us. And our Lord is amazing, and our Lord is relentless in the way he reveals his love to us. Like in his coming, he came so that we, each and every one of us would experience and receive those same gifts of the Holy Spirit.
And as we reflect on those experiences, it reinforces that sense of wonder and awe in our own lives. You know, recently, um, I had this kind of experience, and, um, and our Lord has been so good. But I was, it was on one of my trips recently, I had like the worst travel day ever. And, uh, and so, and for about two weeks before that, um, I'd been receiving a lot of phone calls from various people. And, um, and receiving a lot of phone calls from priests from different places in the country. And, and sometimes priests will call me, and sometimes they call me as a kind of last resort. Like, they might call me when they're on their way out of the priesthood. And I had probably spoken to maybe three different priests who basically had come to a place in their lives where they said, uh, I think I made a mistake and I really shouldn't have done this and I really, I'm, I'm not really called to be here, I'm called to be there. And, and I was filled with this kind of sense of, I don't know, despair or like, uh, like everybody's quitting. Like, isn't anybody going to stick around? Is, does anybody care? And, and then I had this travel day where I was in one city and then I was like flying to another city and my plane left late, my bag didn't arrive and I got there just in time to make mass at the cathedral and my rental car brake lights didn't work so I had to turn around to get a new rental car and then I was late for mass and then I drove down and I had lunch with a friend and that friend told me about another priest that they know who's thinking about leaving the priesthood. <laughs> I'm driving and finally get my bag driving to this retreat house, just filled with kind of like, uh, and uh, I get to the retreat house and the sacristy's locked and I still have to say Sunday mass and I've got three drops of wine in my mass kit, so I have to pretend like I'm a prisoner. I have, I get mass said, I go out to McDonald's because like that's the best I can do. And uh, I get rear-ended by this kid in my rental car and I have to wait around for a police officer to show up and I make a police report and I finally go get food and like I've just I'm just like feeling like what the heck are you doing Jesus and then I made a phone call into um into a support group that is for priests and and so we have this sort of phone call support group and and I call in and there's probably like 10 people on the call they're all people who are really fighting and working for renewal in their in their lives and in, in their priesthood. And, and one of the guys just really shared beautifully his own spiritual poverty and, and real dependence and need for Jesus in his life. And there were a couple of other guys who really needed to hear that message. And I was just overwhelmed by our Lord in that moment of like, okay, these people aren't quitting. And immediately all of them became this occasion for wonder and awe in my own life. And I recognized immediately that they were all our Lord's gift to me at a time where I was feeling kind of discouraged or I was feeling kind of despairing. And just through those relationships, our Lord entered into my life. And he continues to do so, and he does, that's what he wants to do in all of our lives. And, and that's, that's really what we're preparing for during this season, is, 
is the ability to recognize him when he comes. Because there's lots of ways that I know that our Lord is supporting me. But it was just a very particular moment in which I was very much prepared to recognize him. And so during this Advent season, it's a time to prepare ourselves to recognize him. To look at our own needs, to recognize our own need for conversion, to recognize our own spiritual poverty, to to truly dispose our hearts so that when we celebrate his coming at Christmas, we're filled with that same sense of wonder and awe in his presence, which is the cause of our joy and the deepest meaning of our lives. And so today, let us pray that in the midst of the busyness of this season, that we take time to, and we find the time to, to truly examine our hearts, to recognize the parts of our hearts that need conversion, to welcome our Lord to transform them. so that we truly may recognize him when he comes. And so our own delight will be the fear of the Lord, that wonder and awe. That we experience in the midst of his relentless love, that he shows to each and every one of us.